Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I talk about stuff that is sort of true crime-related, but not always. I'm Paul Verhoeven. That's my dad, John. And Dad, we've been talking about the witch, which is probably the kind of penultimate case. I don't know what the word penultimate means, but I assume it's correct. It's the kind of big, heavy case at the very end of the book, Loose Units. And we've had lots and lots of correspondence. But can I read you a message from a listener on our Facebook page, which started this incredibly, um, I would say, insightful, coherent, and quite respectful conversation about some of the ins and outs of policing. Can I read you this this message? Paul, that would be thrilling. Okay. I was talking to my colleague who used to work for Victoria Police as a psychologist. We were talking about psychological testing for new recruits. He told me that they would rule out a candidate who are high on risk-taking and adrenaline-seeking. With all my affection for John, I feel kind of uneasy when he talks about getting excited about pursuits like car chases. I mean, car chase really necessary, especially if it causes accidents and harms the innocents. I would be really mad if I were Christine when John followed the fugitive, which resulted in putting her and toddler Paul at risk. What kind of characteristic makes good police? Was psychological testing a thing when John applied for the police? Now, there's these amazing replies coming up, and this is just... Everyone here is just bringing their A-game. It's really wonderful. Uh, Someone here said, uh, and this is from Matthew, ex-New South Wales cop, risk-taking behaviours are associated with psychopathy. I suspect this may be a factor in those they'd advise against recruiting those who engage in risk-taking behaviours. Car chases are legitimately exhilarating. Like Paul and potentially John, I have ADHD. I've always found that I was able to hyper-focus in emergency situations like car chases. It's difficult to explain, but when you're in a pursuit situation, your brain just clicks into gear. You become hyper-aware of your surroundings. You get an intense sense of drive. You immediately, your immediate thought is, we got to catch that guy. I don't think John is romanticizing pursuits. He's explaining what happens to the body and mind when you're in one. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable, but it is exhilarating. Um, and then he talks about the different characteristics that he thinks makes good police. Assertiveness, patience, decisiveness, communication skills, active listening skills, critical thinking skills, intellect, life experience, ethics, accountability, and initiative. And everyone, everyone weighing in on this thread, and it's a big thread, is bringing really interesting perspectives and no one's attacking you everyone's just kind of going well this concerns me and but i also see it from this perspective it's a really good measure back and forth but i was curious dad as to what you made of those different arguments Mm, wow that's um i think i think we could god i think we could talk about this for weeks yeah and weeks well i kind of like to dedicate an episode to this i mean i think it's i think it's worth studying golly um i mean let's let's I mean that's that's saying that what I did was foolhardy. Uh, very few chases are foolhardy. Imagine something terrible happens. Some one she knows is, for example, abducted, 
by say a gang of you know a couple of heavy heavy dudes mm -hmm. and she she gets the register number of the car she runs back inside they're bundling the body in the boot uh, you know they've, they've already bashed the person abducting you don't know why what what on earth's happening there's a lot of tension a lot of adrenaline mm. and this particular person calls the police and there happens to be a patrol car nearby and the patrol car nearby pulls up and she she or he's out the front shouting screaming saying my god that car see that car it's just taken off that 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 white bmw four guys you know one of my kids my partner a neighbor someone's in the boot they've been bashed they're unconscious and the police say um well we can follow the car but we're not going to exceed the speed limit so the car lays rubber this is the the, the, the mighty powerful car you know burns rubber and within seconds it's doing 100 kilometers an hour 120 140 160 and it's gone and the police go well look you know we sorry you know, we, 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 we're certainly not going to endanger anyone's life, bugger the person in the back of the boot. And people say, why don't you get a helicopter? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, if it's in the air and if it's over that particular spot. The car that has the, the kidnapped person on board, they, they, they vanish. They're gone. It's a stolen car, probably. So the rego comes up sort of with no information that's pertinent to the case. Let's, that's, that's the first sort of scenario. Second scenario, there's a police car in the, uh, in the area. The police car cruises into the street. The same scenario, person runs out screaming at the police saying, that, that white car, that, that BMW, four people on board, person in the back, and then all of a sudden the car takes off. They burn rubber. 100 kilometres an hour, 120, 140. But this time, the police car's chasing them. And it's on. That is policing. I don't think she was actually saying that that's not appropriate. I think what she's saying... Is she, I think her main issue was... She was talking about the arrest you performed in the department store, right? Mm, yep. While, while mum was there and she was pregnant. Mm. Now... That objectively seems like a risky thing to have done, right? You could have called the police. You could have called, some, you know, security. Yeah, but you, you could have. I'm, I'm not criticizing. What, but <clears> what, no, 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 you could have called the police. You could have yeah. eventually found within, I don't know, two, two, three, four, five minutes. You could have got a phone. Yes, maybe but doing, in a but department doing store, you, and then what, you would have called the local police or Triple O. And by the time you had have done all that, this guy probably would have been at home having his breakfast. If police didn't react sort of in real time, it'd be disastrous. The fact that Christine was pregnant, you know, she ran into the situation to sort of help me, which was mm. an instinctive thing to do. There are people that would say, well, hang on a sec, you're eight months pregnant, what a ridiculous thing to do. Let, let the security guard and, you know, other men, other big people, you know, fight it out on this, on this bed with this sort of malaise happening. I mean, and the defence lawyer for this particular bad guy that was wanted for some really really major stuff any defense counsel worth his salt if he had been charged with assaulting christine would have simply said mm. i mean how ridiculous for her to to run in i mean you, you know what the law's like you get into court and they're, they're sort of micro examining every kind of minute piece of information and 
Yeah, look, it's been an, it's an age-old problem worldwide about police pursuits, and and in relation to the sort of thing about the psychological testing, you apply for a job in the police force, and they one of the questions is because they're doing a bit of a thing on a you know high risk taking, mm-hmm. so they say, "Have you ever bungee jumped?" And you go tick, and you've got no chance because that is high adrenaline. So then they go, "Have you ever skydived?" Have you ever done a tandem jump? Whatever. Tick. Okay, you you can't be in the police force. Have you ever surfed in a sort of surf with waves over, say, eight feet? Uh, tick. You can never be a police officer. These are high adrenaline activities that so many people have done. I think that is quite bizarre to say if you've done, if you sort of have a tenancy, barefoot water skiing, can't do that. I mean... Have you been on the back of a motorbike? Mm, yeah. So, well, you you certainly can't join because you're predisposed to adrenaline. So that's kind of... Yeah, so I do feel quite passionately about these things. Um, well, the thing is, yeah, there was a follow-up on the thread here from Lee. It says, interesting comment. I'm assuming he meant impulsivity and disregard of rules or consequences, i.e. antisocial traits, which I would agree with. First responders and defense personnel accept a level of risk in their work. They are the guys and girls that run towards a situation, whereas my instinct is to run away, risk averse. For example, a person who runs towards a helicopter crash, that seems like high risk taking, but not impulsive to me. So the difference, yeah, it's an, it's a fine line. I think what we're talking about here is not whether it's okay or not to, to stop a bad guy, Dad. I think it's mm. more about are you... Um, running towards danger in a kind of calculated way, or are you someone who gets off on risk and it's the risk that you are chasing as opposed to the actual, you know, like the the, the enacting of justice? Does that make no, sense? No, no. Yeah, it does, totally. But no, no, it's, you know, when an off-duty police officer, mm. probably anywhere on the planet, makes an arrest off-duty, yeah, they they kind of, they do a sort of a instantaneous sort of transition in their mind. They switch on. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They, you, could, you could argue that police kind of are never really off duty. And I think that's, um, I think that's quite true. You, you, you need to use discretion. You know, there have been a number of times when Christine and I have been in our, in our private lives, we have witnessed a, a terrible injustice, be it an assault. I mean, we've discussed it in the past podcasts over the last few years about things that I've seen. Mm. And the public are clearly shocked, agitated, scared, apprehensive. But whilst all these reactions are sort of fermenting, no one has called the police. So what happens is a, a very nasty situation is unfolding in front of all these people. And at a certain point, at least in my experience, this particular offender, for example, mm. crosses the line. And it's at that point that I will step up and I can assure the listeners there's no thrill-seeking or, or excitement. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's a sort of a social thing where you come to the defense of your, your fellow humans. Mm. Um, you know, there have been cases up where we live in King's Cross, which is a notoriously, you know, it's, it's dodgy. Mm. Uh, it's where, where two cultures, two sort of stratas of society clash head on. And most people up here are incredibly tolerant and they, they let so many things slide. But, you know, that time <clears throat> when Christine and I were having lunch in this packed sort of side alley and there were hundreds of people having lunch and then these guys just came and started destroying all these objects in this little shop and the poor lady that owned the shop she was totally and utterly defenseless and it was so and I'm watching this and I'm having my lunch and I'm sort of having this internal tug of war will I or won't I but no one was doing anything and yet there was there was a real palpable sort of feeling of of sort of people couldn't believe that this was happening but no one did anything and then at a certain point, I just said to Christine, this is just insane. And then I just kind of, I went into into gear and and I sort of fixed the situation and we got the police involved. And it's, look, life's complicated. Um, it's very, very complex. And I don't know how the police can, and, and there are people out there, of course, that can sort of mask all these traits when they go for jobs. I mean, how many people have gone for jobs that they really weren't suitable for? Hmm. And either they've decided later on, hey, shit, I've, I've, I've made a mistake here. I, I'm not suitable for this, this job. Or the employer thinks, hang on a sec, what, how did you get to this stage? You know, and I worked with police officers in the 80s, bearing in mind that it was pretty, scary back then but I worked with police that were clearly I would say 
scary psychopaths. Yeah. Horrific. So, so they are... Yeah. So I think we, we want to be careful not to kind of conflate your internal logic and your internal chemistry mm. with all police. Because let's be honest, there are clearly police who do, you know, pursue... Uh, do act on impulse and act on it and, you know, and take risks and, you know, put that ahead of safety. Whereas, you know, I think the takeaway here is that you were not doing that. You actually no, no, were. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But look, I think there's some really good points in, in there. And I think, you know, I'm because one of, one of this listener's concerns was, um, mum's perspective during this event, you know, uh, but as, as, you know, you've pointed out, dad, mum voluntarily, came in to actually, uh, you know, intercede. And that was something she did as a cop because you both weighed up the risks. But um, as far as her final point, what kind of characteristics make good police and was psychological testing a thing? Did you get... You got a psychological test as part of your recruitment, didn't you? No. No? No, zero. But the police... But again, you are talking about policing in the 80s. I mean, Mm. this is almost 40 years ago that this was happening and policing has evolved and policing has changed and I think it's very clear where your moral barometer lies. Um, Mm. And you know what? If I'd been big enough, I would have probably weighed in. So, uh, But there are some really interesting points. Here's here's an interesting sort of point to make Mm. and that is that can you imagine... And this is a very, very touchy and hypothetical, but mm. on point sort of, sort of, it's very sort of, it's a point that's very much in focus at the moment. And that is that with the 20th anniversary of September the 11th with the Twin Towers, can you imagine the life, albeit a saved life, of a firefighter that was with all his mates? He's looked up. And he's thought, I don't think this is going to end well. And he decided not to go up, okay? We don't know whether that actually has happened or it's a hypothetical. But can you imagine if that police or firefighter made a decision based on his feeling that this is just a a really, really bad, bad thing, he decided not to go into the building. All his team, his platoon, they all passed away. You know, I wonder how the public would would judge that survivor. Um, it's a hypothetical, but, you know, in war, um, you know, like a friend of mine who's a, a sort of a military historian, he took me down to the war memorial mm-hmm. in Canberra and we spent, believe, believe this, Paul, we spent two full days at the war memorial. It was sort of an encyclopedic, it was a very deep and detailed uh, tour and his knowledge is extreme and we went into the section where all the people um, have got the VC, Mm -hmm. which is the highest military award and there's a lot of debate about, you know, what these people, they're not sort of disputing the facts of what they did, but these are extraordinary circumstances and you know, it takes a a certain situation, and you know, I don't I don't know whether people can say that person was foolhardy, whether they were brave, whether they were stupid, whether they were courageous, whether they had a yearning to genuinely save their fellow man. I don't. We, it's these are such in the moment things, and if people like. To the police officers and the emergency doctors and the fireys and the prison warders and all the people out there, 
paramedics that have been at the coal face. I mean at the coal face, like under fire or just in a really, really like a major, like a train crash where there are just people everywhere. It's just screaming. It's just, or a bomb's gone off or, or a plane crash or God help us, all these terrible things. These people, these humans that are working in these incredible sort of stressful situations, you know, when I used to work in, and I used to be in forensics, as you know, and I used to go to the most extraordinary things. Like, you know, and, and what about when I was the first at the scene with the woman on, under the train? Yeah. Now, I think what happens is you're a professional. And thank God your training and your professionalism and to a degree the uniform kicks in. And you can't afford to have professional people in a life and death situation completely unraveling that's not to say it doesn't happen but what you're saying is the distinction between a regular person chasing down a inverted commas bad guy and a person with training doing their job is is very different right so so from from the perspective of a layman uh acting on that might seem impulsive but from the perspective of uh, the person actually doing it with the training and as part of the institution is best case scenario, what they're actually doing might look reckless and foolhardy, but actually what they're doing is, is helping. And, uh, true, from, true. from the, okay. okay. And also, and also Paul and mm. listeners, um, okay. I'll just, so, just quickly, we, you have like one minute left before we have to wrap up because we've got Adam Liao on soon. So, okay. Um, so can... imagine this, Paul, imagine you're on a cliff yep. and there's, you know, you see a young kid fall into the ocean and it's treacherous. Can you imagine every single person on the cliff just standing there and literally watching someone drown? I know and understand that a lot of people are not great swimmers, but what happens is there will be someone in that group that will say to oneself in an instant, I'm going to dive into that ocean and try and save that person. Best case scenario is that everyone survives. Worst case scenario is that they both drown. Mm. And these things happen in life. And it's look, these are these are. This has been a really good podcast, Paul. And I I thank the, the people that have written in. It's these are very, you know, people can tell by the way I've responded how I feel about these things. And these are very. It's like I'm stepping back into that into that mindset. Um, but they're great topics, and, mm. and I encourage all our listeners to continue writing in sort of such a great, you know, putting to us great questions. Yeah. Yep, I completely agree. I completely agree. This has been a really amazing week for correspondence from listeners. So if you have any questions for us, uh, you can head across to facebook.com forward slash loose units, and we will try our best to answer them. Thank you to everyone who participated in that thread, by the way, uh, especially the person who started it, because, God, it's it's really interesting stuff. It's really thought-provoking. It made me ask some questions as well. So thank you so much, everyone. Make sure you have a great weekend, and we will see you first thing next week for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.